Hi guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Cast series. Um, I'm your host, Sharpstar. Today we'll be reading chapters 7 and 8. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy. Now we can read um, chapter 7. Blue Star, it's been a quarter moon since we returned from the uplands. Fireheart carefully avoided mentioning the moonstone. Even though they were alone in her den, he still felt uncomfortable mentioning their fruitless expedition. There's been no sign of one clan in our territory, or Shadowclan. Blue Star narrowed her eyes, disbelievingly, but Fireheart pressed on. There are so many apprentices in training, and the woods are so full of prey that it is hard to keep three warriors in the camp all the time. I think, I think two should be would be plenty. But what if we're attacked again? Blue Star fretted. If one clan really intended to harm ThunderClan, Fire pointed out, Mudcloud wouldn't have let you leave the uplands alive. He finished silently, letting his words trail away. Okay, Blue Star nodded. Her eyes clouded with un- unreadable emotion. Only two warriors need to stay in camp. Thanks, Blue Star. This was going to take to make the task of organizing all the guards, hunting parties, and apprentices tra- apprentice training much easier. I'll go and sort out tomorrow's patrols. By her, I'll go sort out tomorrow's patrols. By her, dipped his dipped his head respectfully and left the den outside the warriors were, were waiting for him white storm you lead the dawn patrol fire ordered take sandstorm and ashball with you brackenfur and dustbelt you'll guard the camp while i'm hunting with cloudpaw he looked around at the remaining warriors realizing how much more confident he felt about arranging the patrols He'd had a lot of practice since Blue Star stayed in her den so much nowadays. Pushing away the unsettling thought, Fireheart went on. I'll leave it up to the rest of you whether you train your apprentices or take them hunting. But I want the fresh go pile as full as it is today. We're getting used to eating well. An amused purr ran through the group of warriors. Darkstripe, you lead tomorrow's Sun High Patrol. Rennywind, you take Sunset. You can choose who to take with you. Just be sure to to let them know so, so they can be ready in time. Running Wind nodded, and the dark striped eyes glittered. At, and he and he asked, "Who will be going to get to the gathering tonight?" I don't know. Fire admitted. Dark striped narrowed his eyes. Didn't Blue Star tell you, or or hasn't or hasn't she decided yet? She hasn't dis- discussed it with me. Fire answered, she'll tell us when she's ready. Darkstripe turned his head and stared into the shadowy trees. She better tell us soon. The sun is starting to set. Then you should you should be eating, Fire told him. You'll need your strength for the gathering if you're going. Darkstripe's tone made him uneasy, but he refused to let it ruffle his fur. He sat down and waited for the warriors to move away. Only, th- only when they had all gone did he turn back to Blueser's den. She hadn't mentioned the gathering, and he'd been too busy to worry about tomorrow's patrols to remember it. Ah, fire hurt. Blueser met him as she, she was pushing her way out, th- th- out through the luncheon. Sorry. Uh.
She looked as if she had just finished washing, and her pelt glowed in the dus dusky light. But I heard a fellow jolt of relief that she seemed to be taking care of herself once more. When you Vian, call the warriors together for for the gathering. Uh, who shall I call? Pyra asked. Lucar looked surprised. She listed the names so easily, leaving out Cloudball including, and including Ashball, as he had requ requested several days earlier. That Fireheart wondered if perhaps she'd already told him, if perhaps she'd already told him, and he'd forgotten. Yes, Blue Star, he answered. He dipped his head and padded across the clearing up to the fresh fill pile. A fat pigeon had been left on the heap. He decided to leave it for Blue Star. Perhaps this might tempt her to eat more than two mouthfuls. He picked up a bowl, not feeling very hungry himself. He was too unsettled by Blue Star's shifting pattern, pattering, pa patternless moods. As Fireheart carried the bowl back to his favorite eating place, a shiver ran along his spine. Instinctively, he looked over his shoulder, and he felt a prickle of apprehensive as he saw Bramblekit Bramble watching him. He recalled Cinderpelt's wor words. He will never know his father. It will be the clan that re raises him. Fireheart forced himself to nod at the kit, then turned away and padded to the clump of nettles to eat. When he'd finished his meal, Fireheart glanced around clearing the glanced around the clearing. The rest of the clan was sharing tongues at, as night stretched out as night stretched out the shadows and become and brought a welcome coolness to the camp. The days had been so hot lately that Fireheart had found himself wishing more and more that he could swim like the river clan cats. He looked over at the apprentices then, wondering if Cloudpaw would remember that he wasn't going to the gathering because he had, he had eaten while out hunting. Cloudpaw was crouched on the tree, tree stump outside the den entrance, play fighting with Ashball, who was, who was scrabbling at him from below. Fireheart was pleased that at least Cloudpaw was getting on with his den mates. He wondered if Graystripe would, would be at four trees tonight. It seemed unlikely, as he had been in RiverClan for barely a moon. He had given them Silverstream's kits, the RiverClan leader. Crookedstar must have been grateful after all. Sil Silverstream had had been his daughter, so the kits were his kin. And even through it would confirm his friends' acceptance into the other, another clan, Byra found himself hoping that Graystripe would be granted the privilege of joining the gathering. Fireheart pushed himself to his paws and called the cats together for the Thunder Clan patrol. As he ran through the list of names that Blizzard had given him Mousefur, Running Wind, Sandstorm, Brackenfur, Brightpaw, Ashpaw, and Swiftpaw, he realized with growing unease that Darkstripe, Longtail, and Dustpelt weren't among them. The three warriors had all been the close allies of Tireclaw. Fireheart wondered if Blizzard had left them, left them out deliberately. An uncomfortable shiver riffled, rippled through his fur as the three cats exchanged glances, exchanged glances, then fixed their gazes on him. There was, uh, there was an unmistakable gleam of anger in Darkstripe's eyes. Unnerved, Fireheart turned away and joined the other cats to wait for Blue Star. She was, sh she was sharing tongues with Whitestorm outside her den, and only when the gathered warriors began eating the ground with anticipation. Did she get up and cross the clearing? 
Whitestorm will be in charge of the camp while we're away, she announced. Blue Storm. Mousefur addressed her leader cautiously. What are you going to say about what about the way one clan stopped you from traveling to the high to high stones? Firehurt's shoulders tensed. Mousefur clearly wanted to know if the Southern Clan cats should prepare themselves for hostility. I shall say nothing, Blue answered firmly. One clan knows that knows that what they did was wrong. It's not worth risking their aggression by pointing it out in front of the other clans. The Thunder Clan warriors greeted her response with reluctant nods, and Fireheart couldn't help wondering whether they saw weakness or wisdom in their leader's decision as they followed her through the gorse tunnel and out, the, out into the moonless, moonlit forest. Dirt and pebbles showered down as the cats scrambled up the side of the ravine. The lack of rain had left the forest as dry as crushed bones. The sun's scorched ground seemed to turn to dust beneath her, their paws. Once in the woods, Blue Star ran on ahead. Byher dropped to the rear of the group as the cats raced silently through the trees, decking beneath the br- brittle ferns and swerving past brambles. Sandstorm measured her pace until she matched Byher's stride. First. Until she matched Fireheart's stride for stride, clearing a fallen branch in a single fluid leap. leap. As they landed, she turned to Fireheart and murmured, Looster seems to be feeling well again. Yes, Fireheart agreed, guardedly, guardedly, concentrated on threading his body between some prickly bramble stalks. Sandstorm went on, keeping her voice low so it didn't carry to the other cats, but she seemed disdain. She doesn't seem to be as she hesitated, and Fireheart didn't try to fill the silence that followed. His worst fears were being confirmed. The other ThunderClan cats were beginning to notice Blue Star was not herself. Guys, I need a pause for now. I'll be right back. Now we can read Chapter 7. Or finished reading chapter 7. She's changed, Sandstorm finished. Fireheart didn't look at the ginger she cat. Instead, he veered away to avoid a thick clump of nettles while Sandstorm leaped over them, springing up and through the stinging leaves to land on the forest floor beyond. Fireheart ran faster to catch up. Looser's still shaken, he said, panting. Tyroclaw's treachery was a huge shock. I don't understand why she never suspected him. Did you ever suspect Tyrapaw? Countered Fireheart. No, Sandstorm admitted. No cat did. But the rest of the clan has recovered from the shock. Lucifer still seems. Again, she seemed lost for words. She's landing. She's leading us to the gathering. Fireheart pointed out. Yes, that's true. Sandstorm brightened. Sandstorm brightened. Brightening. Answered Sandstorm brightening. She's still the same booster, Fireheart assured her. You'll see. Two warriors quickened their pace. They leaped over a stream. <coughs> Sorry. They leaped over a stream that had been too swollen to cross during the newly floods. Now it trickled along a stony bed, so dry that it was almost impossible to imagine the water had ever flowed higher. The rest of the group was only a, ju- was only just ahead of them. By the time they neared Four Trees, Fireheart led Sandstorm along their trail. The 
the undergrowth still trembling where the cats had passed, as if the leaves, leaves shared the clan's anticipation of the gathering. Lucifer had stopped at the head of the slope and was staring down into the valley. By her could see leaf feline shapes slipping through the, the shadows, greeting each other with muted purrs. From the sense of the, of the still air, he, he could still tell that ThunderClan was the last to arrive. Fireheart watched Blue Star gaze at the great rock in the center of the clearing and saw a shudder ripple along her spine. She seemed to take a deep breath before plunging down the slope. Fireheart raced after her with his clanmates. He slowed as he reached the clearing and scanned the other other cats for a glimpse of Graystripe. The River Clan deputy, Leopardfur, was talking with the Shadow Clan warrior. Fireheart didn't recognize Crooked Star, the River Clan leader. It, he sat with Stonefur, looking silently around the clearing. Fireheart scented another River Clan cat close by, but when he turned, he, was, he saw it was an apprentice moving to greet Brightpaw. There was no sign or scent of Graystripe. Fireheart wasn't surprised, but his tail still drooped with disappointment. A gray shadow clan apprentice joined Brightpaw as well. With one ear, Fireheart listened idly to their conversation. Has your clan seen any more of the rogues? Nightstar is worried Nightstar is worried that they're still roaming the forest. Fireheart froze when he heard the Shadow Clan's cat's question. All the other clans had had been worried about the group of rogues that had been sent in their territories. What the other clans didn't know was that was that ThunderClan's deputy, Tyraclaw, had befriended these rogues and used them to, to attack his own camp. Fireheart gave Brightpaw a ca cautionary glance, warning her to keep silent, but there was no need. The white engineer she-cat replied coolly, We've not sent them in our territory for nearly a moon. Fireheart felt joy of relief as the river clan cat added, Not ours. They must have left the forest. Fireheart wished he could share the river clan cat's confidence, but his instincts told him that if Tyreclaw was involved, the rogue cat the rogue cats could would one day would would return one day. Mudclaw, the wing clan warrior had turned Fireheart turned who had turned Fireheart and Blue Star away from the, from Highstone, set a fox lengths away. Fireheart recognized the young Wing Clan warrior One Whisker standing at Mudclaw's side. He had been he had made friends with the small brown tabby on the journey back from exile, but he didn't dare approach him now. Mudclaw was eyeing him coldly, and Fireheart knew this was this was no place to, to continue the argument they'd begun on their way to the Moonstone. But he couldn't resist flexing his claws, still angry at the memory, and, and was angered further when Mudclaw leaned sideways to whisper something into his companion's ear with a mean, meaningful glance at Fireheart. To Fireheart's surprise, one, one whisker blinked sympathetically at him, then turned and walked away, leaving Mudclaw flicking his tail with annoyance. If look, if It looked as if there was at least one Moonclan warrior who had, who had remembered the old depth of loyalty to ThunderClan. Fireheart couldn't stop stop his whiskers. Fireheart couldn't stop his whiskers from twitching with satisfaction. 
as he stalked past Murclaw and headed towards Lepertford and the Shadowclair warrior. His confidence evaporated when he approached the Clan deputy. Although there were equals now, and their high, higher cherry, air cherry of their clans, this she-cat had, had a fierce and commanding pre- presence. Ever since Thunderclan and Riverclan, the cats had fought at the gorge, and a Riverclan warrior, Whiteclaw, had fallen to his death. Fireheart felt, had felt her unforgiving hostility as Sherpa's thorns, but he needed to find out how Graystripe was doing. He nodded respectfully, and, and Leopardfur dipped her head in return. Sorry. The Shadowclan warrior sitting. The Shadowclan warrior sitting beside Leopardfur. Sorry to rasp, rasp with breathing, but he broke off, coughing and spluttering. Fireheart noticed. Fireheart noticed for the first time how ragged the warrior's pelt looked, as if he hadn't groomed himself for a moon. Leopard Fur gave her paws a lick, a lick, and wiped her face as the Shadow Clan warrior stumbled into the shadows. Is he alright? Fireheart asked. Sorry. Is he alright? Fireheart asked. Sh- shouldn't we? Oh. Sorry, guys. Oh, give me a sec. Oh. Does he look alright? Retorted Leopard Fur, her lip curling with taste. Cats could, shouldn't come to the gathering riddled with disease. Shouldn't we do something? Like what? Yeah, leopard fur. Shadow Clan has a medicine cat. She narrowed her eye, her paw, her wet. She lowered her paw. Her wet whiskers gleamed in the moonlight. Her eyes glittered with curiosity. I hear you are Thunder Clan's new deputy. By heart nodded, realizing that Graystripe must have shared this news with the new clan. Leopard fur went on. What happened to Tireclaw? None of the other clans seemed to know. Is he dead? Is he dead? Fireheart flicked his tail uncomfortably. He couldn't imagine Leopard for wasting no time in telling the other clans that Thunderclan had replaced their distinguished deputy with a kitty pet. What happened to Tireclaw is, is of no concern to Riverclan. He, he meowed, trying to match her cool tone. He wondered if Bluestar would would say anything about her former deputy when she announced the news of Fireheart later on. Leopardfur narrowed narrowed her, her eyes, but didn't press the subject any further. So, she meowed, have you come to brag about your new title, or to find out about your old friend? Fireheart lifted his chin, surprised that she that she was giving him a clear opportunity to ask about Graystripe. How is he? He meowed. He'll do. Leopardfur shrugged. He'll never be a true Riverclan warrior, but at least he's getting used to the water. Which is more than I expected. Fireheart had to hold it, hold in his claws at her dismissive turn tone. His kits are stronger strong and clever, Leopardfur went on. They must favor their mother. Was this cat trying to annoy him on purpose? Fireheart was strangled. Str- str- Struggling to hold back a sharp reply, when Mouse first trotted up behind him. Guys, we need to take a quick break and then we can finish this. Uh, Now we can uh, finish reading chapter 7. 
Hello, Leopardfur. She greeted the Rivercarn deputy. Stonefur tells me there are new kits in your camp. Besides gray stripes. Yes, there are, Leopardfur meowed. Starclan has blessed our nursery with green leaf. He also said Mistyfoot's kits are about to begin their training. Meow Mousefur. You know, the ones Fireheart saved from the bullets. She added, her eyes sparkling with mischief. Fireheart noticed Leopardfur stiffen, but his mind was on Mistyfoot and her brother, Stonefur. He glanced around the clearing and saw Booster sitting, Booster sitting alone beneath the the great rock. Did she know her son was there, was here? She had heard Mistyfoot's kits were ready for their apprenticeship. Had she had she heard that Mistyfoot's kits were ready to become their apprenticeship? When she when he turned his gaze back to look for a mouseford, the river clan deputy was stalking away. Master shot a look of sympathy at Fireheart. Don't worry, you'll find less her you'll find her less intimidating when you get used to her. The river, the rest of Riverclan seems happy to see us. They would not have survived the flood so well without the help of Thunderclan. And we did let them have silver string kits without a fight. Graystripe was never Leopard Fur's favorite. Thunderclan Graystripe was never Leopard Fur's favorite Thunderclan cat, though. Fireheart reminded her, not since White Claw fell off the gorge. She should learn to forgive and forget. Graystripe ha- has been has given Riverclan two fine healthy kits. Mousefur flicked his- her tail. Did she ask you about Tireclaw? Yes. Everyone's desperate to know what happened to him, and why Kitty Pet had has replaced him. Fireheart added bitterly. That too. Mousefur glanced briefly at him. Don't take it personally, Fireheart. We'd be just as curious about a change of deputy in another clan. Her attention wandered around the clearing for a moment before she observed. Have you noticed how small Shadow Clan's patrol is tonight? Fireheart nodded. I've only seen a couple of Shadow Clan warriors so far. One of them ha- just had a na- nasty coffin fit. Really? Beyond Mouser, curiously? It is furball season, Fireheart pointed out. I suppose so. A voice sounded a voice sounded from the Great Rock. Fireheart looked up and saw the River Clan leader, Crooked Star, standing on top of the massive boulder. His stick pelt gleaming in the moonlight. Blue Star sat on one side of the, on one side of the boulder. His stick pelt gleaming in the moonlight. Blue Star sat on one side and tall tall and Tallstar, the one clan leader, on the other. And on the far side, half hidden by the shadow of an oak tree, sat Nightstar. Fireheart was shocked by the shadow clan leader's appearance. The black tom looked even scrawnier than the wood clan cats, who, who, kept, who kept lean by the rabbits they chased on the moor. But Nights, Nightstar didn't look, just look thin. He held his head low, and his shoulders were hunched for a moment. And for a moment, Fireheart wondered if he was sick. But then he remembered that Nightstar had already been an elder when he had taken on the leadership of the Shadow Clan. Perhaps it wasn't surprising that he looked frail. He may have been granted the nine lives of a leader, but not even Star Clan could turn back time. Come on, Mousefur murmured. Fireheart followed the Zusky brown she-cat to the front of the cats and sat down beside her with Mistyfoot at his other flank. Crookstar meowed from the great rock. Blue Star, 
who wishes to speak first. He bowed his head to the, to the Thunderclan leader as she stepped forward and raised her voice, sounding as strong as it always had. You may already have heard from one clan, but those of you who have, who have not, Broken Tail is dead. A satisfied murmur rippled through the crowd. Fireheart noticed Nightstar's ear and tail, ears and tail flick, flicking rest, restlessly. The Shadow Clan leader seemed almost excited to know that his old enemy was dead. Seemed only. How did he die? Nightstar rasped. rasped. Blue Star didn't seem to hear, hear him. And Thunder Clan has a new deputy. She went on. So it's true what River Clan has been saying. The stunned mew of the Wind Clan warrior rose up from the watching cats. Something has happened to Terraclaw. Is he dead? Mudclaw demanded to know. Mudclaw demanded to know. His words brought a, bar- a barrage of concerned cries. And Fireheart couldn't help feeling a twinge of resentment when he saw how much Terraclaw had respected, had been respected by the other clans. He watched Blue Star anxiously as the cats bombarded her with questions. Did he die of sickness? Was it an accident? Fireheart felt his clanmates stiffen around him. They all shared Bright Paul's unwillingness to reveal the truth about their former deputy's disloyalty. Blue Star authoritative yell silenced the questions. Terraclaw's fate is is Clan's business and does not concern anyone else. The cats fell into a disgruntled murmuring. Their curiosity clearly had not had had not been satisfied. Fireheart couldn't help wondering if Blue Star should be warn the other clans that Terraclaw was still alive, that there was a dangerous traitor roaming the forest, unfretted, unfettered by the warrior code. But when Blue Star meowed again, she. Ma- she made no question of Tyroclaw. Instead, she announced, Our new deputy is Fireheart. Dozens of heads turned to look at Fireheart, and he felt hot under their questioning stares. The silence seemed to pound in his ears. He kneaded the ground and soundlessly urged the leaders to carry on. When the gathering, oh, when the gathering aware only of the sound of breathing in the rose upon... Oh, wait, hold on. Urged the leaders to carry on with the gathering, aware only of the sounds of breathing in the rows upon rows of unblinking eyes. Sorry, guys, that last part was I didn't read very well. Um, we'll take a quick break and then read chapter eight. See ya. And uh, now we can uh, finish reading chapter seven. Hello, Leopardfur. She greeted the Riverclan deputy. Stonefur tells me there are new kits in your camp. Besides gray stripes. Yes, there are, Leopardfur meowed. Starclan has blessed our nursery with Greenleaf. He also said Mistyfoot's kits are about to begin their training, meowed Mousefur. You know, the ones Fireheart saved from the bullets. She added, her eyes sparkling with mischief. Fireheart noticed Leopardfur stiffen, but his mind was on Mistyfoot and her brother, Stonefur. He glanced around the clearing and saw Booster sitting, Booster sitting alone beneath the the great rock. Did she know her son was there, was here? She had heard Mistyfoot's kids were ready for their apprenticeship. Had she had had she heard that Mistyfoot's kids were ready to become their apprenticeship? 
when she when he turned his gaze back to look for Master, the Ravenclaw deputy was stalking away. Master shot a look of sympathy at Fireheart. Don't worry, you'll find less her, you'll find her less intimidating when you get used to her. The Rever, the rest of Riverclan seems happy to see us. They would not have survived the flood so well without the help of Thunderclan, and we did let them have Silverstream kits without a fight. Graystripe was never leopard fur's favorite. Thunderclan. Graystripe was never leopard fur's favorite Thunderclan cat, though. By her rider, not since White Claw fell off the gorge. She should learn to forgive and forget. Graystripe ha- has been has given Riverclan two fine, healthy kids. Mouseware flicked her tail. Did she ask you about Tireclaw? Yes. Everyone's desperate to know what happened to him and why Kitty Pet had has replaced him. By her added bitterly. That too. Mouseware glanced briefly at him. Don't take it personally, by her. We'd be just as curious about a change of deputy in another clan. Her attention wandered around the clearing for a moment before she observed. Have you noticed how small Shadow Clan's patrol is tonight? Fireheart nodded. I've only seen a couple of Shadow Clan warriors so far. One of them ha- just had a na- nasty coughing fit. Really? Beyond Mouser curiously? It is furball season, Fireheart pointed out. I suppose so. A voice sounded. A voice sounded from the Great Rock. Fireheart looked up and saw the River Clan leader, Crooked Star, standing on top of the massive boulder. His stick pelt gleaming in the moonlight. Blue Star sat on one side, of, on one side of the boulder. His stick pelt gleaming in the moonlight. Blue Star sat on one side and Tall, tall, and tall Star, the Wind Clan leader, on the other. And on the far side. Half hidden by the shadow of an oak tree, sat Nightstar. Fireheart was shocked by the Shadow Clan leader's appearance. The black tom looked even str- scrawnier than the Wood Clan cats, who who kept who kept lean by the rabbits they chased on the moor. But Night's, Nightstar didn't look, just look thin. He held his head low, and his shoulders were hunched for a moment. And for a moment, Fireheart wondered if he was sick. But then he remembered that Nightstar had already been an elder when he had taken on the leadership of the Shadow Clan. Perhaps it wasn't surprising that he looked frail. He may have been granted the nine lives of a leader, but not even Star Clan could turn back time. Come on, Mousefur murmured. Fireheart followed the Zusky brown she cat to the front of the cats and sat down beside her with Misty Foot at his other flank. Crookstar meowed from the Great Rock. Blue Star wishes to speak first. He bowed his head to the, th- to the Thunderclan leader as she stepped forward and raised her voice, sounding as strong as it always had. You may already have heard from one clan, but those of you who have, who have not, Broken Tail is dead. A satisfied murmur rippled through the crowd. Fireheart noticed Nightstar's ear and tail ears and tail flick, flicking rest, restlessly. The Shadow Clan leader seemed almost excited to know that his old enemy was dead. Seemed only... How did he die? Nightstar rasp, rasped. Blue Star didn't seem to hear, hear him. And Thunder Clan has a new deputy, she went on. 
So it's true what River Clan has been saying. This time, the Ovenet Wind Clan warrior rose up from the watching cats. Something has happened to Terraclaw. Is he dead? Mudcloud demanded to know. Mudcloud demanded to know. His words brought a, bar- a barrage of concerned cries. And Fireheart couldn't help feeling a twinge of resentment when he saw how much Terraclaw had respected, had been respected by the other clans. He watched Bluestar anxiously as the cats bombarded her with questions. Did he die of sickness? Was it an accident? Fireheart felt his clanmates stiffen around him. They all shared Brighthall's unwillingness to reveal the truth about their former deputy's disloyalty. Bluestar author- authority yell silenced the questions. Terraclaw's fate is, is Clan's business and does not concern anyone else. The cats fell into a disgruntled murmuring. Their curiosity clearly had not had had not been satisfied. Fireheart couldn't help wondering if Blue Star should be warn the other clans that Terraclaw was still alive, that there was a dangerous traitor roaming the forest, unfreddy, unfretted, unfettered by the warrior code. But when Blue Star meowed again, she met. She made no question of Tyroclaw. Instead, she announced, Our new deputy is Fireheart. Dozens of heads turned to look at Fireheart, and he felt hot under their questioning stares. The silence seemed to pound in his ears. He needed the grab and soundlessly urged the leaders to carry on. When the gathering oh, when the gathering, aware only of the sound of breathing in the rose upon urged the leaders to carry on with the gathering, aware only of the sounds of breathing in the rows upon rows of unblinking eyes. Sorry guys, that last part was, I didn't read very well. Um, we'll take a quick break and then read chapter 8. See ya. It's not Greencloth, is it? Fireheart asked. Some of the Thunder, some of the Thunderclan cats began to edge slowly backward, as Fireheart mentioned the sickness that had ravaged their own camp during Leaf Bear. No, it has no name. Yelping muttered, keeping her eyes fixed on the captives. It comes from the rats that live on the two-leg dump on the far side of Shadow, far side of Shadowclan territory. She glared at Little Cloud. Surely the others know these two-legged rats carry sicknesses, and must never be taken as prey. An apprentice brought the rat back, explained Little Cloud. He was too young to remember. Fireheart listened to the sick cat's labored breathing as the ThunderClan cats looked on in silence. What should we do? he asked Bluestar. Yellowfang spoke up before she could answer. Blue Star, it is not long since Greencoff devastated our camp, she reminded her. You lost a life then. The medicine cat narrowed her eyes, and Fireheart guessed what she must be thinking. Only he and Yellowfang knew that Blue Star was on her last life. If the disease spread into ThunderClan, she might die, and ThunderClan would be left without a leader. The thought turned Fireheart's blood to ice. He shivered in spite of the hot morning sun. Blueser nodded. You are right, Yellowfang. She mewed quietly. These cats must leave. Fire, send them away. 
Her voice was flat and expressionless as she turned back to her den. Reluctantly, his relief at reaching a decision te- tempered by pity for the sick cats. Firehurt meowed. Sandstorm and I will escort the ShadowClan warriors back to their to their border. Mews of approval rippled through the other cats. Little Cloud stared at Fireheart, pleading with his eyes. Fireheart forced himself to look away. Go back to your dens, he told his clanmates. The other cats slipped noiselessly into the undergrowth at the edge of the clearing. Only Centerpelt lingered next to Fireheart and Sandstorm. White throat started to cough. His body racked with pain, full of spasms. Please let me help them, begged Cinderpelt. Fireheart shook his head helplessly at Yellowfang as Yellowfang called her from the tunnel. Cinderpelt, come here. You must wash their sickness from your muscle. Cinderpelt stared at Fireheart. Come now, spat Yellowfang. Unless you want me to add a few nettle leaves to the mixture. Cinderpelt backed backed away with a, with a last a reproachful glance at Fireheart, but there was nothing he could do. Blue Star had given him an order, and the clan had agreed. Fireheart glanced at Sandstorm and was relieved to find her eyes filled with sympathy. He knew she would understand his struggle between compassion for the sick cats and the desire to protect his clan from the illness. Let's go, Sandstorm mewed softly. The sooner they get back to their own camp, the better. Okay. Fireheart answered. Fireheart answered. He looked at Little Cloud, forcing himself to ignore the desperation on the small cat's face. The Thunder Clan's, the the Thunder Clan path. Sorry, the Thunder Path is busy. There are always monsters about in Greenleaf. We'll help you across. No need, whispered Little Cloud. We can cross it ourselves. We'll take you there anyway. Anyway, Fire told him, Come on. The Shadow Clan warriors heaved themselves to their paws and paddles unsteadily to the camp entrance. Sandstorm and Fireheart followed without speaking, and although Fireheart drew in his breath sharply as he watched the sick cats hold himself painfully up, up the ravine. As they made their way into the forest, a mouse scuttled across the path in front of them. The Shadowclan warriors' ears twitched, but they were too weak to give chase. Without stopping to think, Fireheart shot ahead of Sandstorm and tracked the scent of the mouse into the undergrowth. He killed it and carried it back to the sickly Shadowclan cats, dropping it at Little Cloud's paws. As if they felt too ill to be grateful, they said nothing but crouched and nibbled at the fresh kill. Fireheart saw Sandstorm look look looking on doubtfully. They can't spread sickness by eating, he pointed out, and they'll need all their strength to return to their camp. Looks like they don't have much of an appetite anyway, Sandstorm commented, as his little cloud white throat suddenly got up and stumbled away through the ha- from the half-eaten mouse into the undergrowth. A moment later, Fireheart heard retching, a waste of prey, Sandstorm muttered. Scraping dust over the remains of the mouse. Scraping dust over the remains of the mouse. I guess, answered Fireheart, disappointed. He waited till the two cats reappeared, then led Sandstorm after them. Fireheart could smell the orchid's fumes of the Thunderpath a few moments before the rumbling of the monsters reached them through the leaf-laden trees. Sandstorm meowed to the the Shadow Clan cats. 
I know you don't want our help, but we'll see you across the Thunder Pass. Fireheart nodded in agreement. He was more concerned about their safety than suspicious than suspicious that the cats would not leave Thunderclan territory. We'll cross cross the little insisted little cloud. Just leave us here. Fireheart looked sharply at him, suddenly wondering if he should be less trusty. He found it hard to believe the, that these these sick warriors posed any threat to the, to his clan. Okay, he continued. Sandstorm flashed him a questioning glance, but Fireheart gave a small signal with her tail, and the orange cheek had sat down. Little Cloud and White throat nodded farewell, and they disappeared into the ferns. Are we going to begin Sandstorm? Follow them? Fireheart guessed what she was that he, what she was going to say. I suppose we could. They waited a few moments for the sound of the shadow clone cats to fade into the bushes and then begin to track them through the forest. This isn't the way to the Thunderpath, Sandstorm whispered as the trail veered toward four trees. Perhaps they're following the route they came by, Fire suggested, touching his nose may touching his nose to the tip of a bramble stem. The fresh stench of sick cats made his lip curl. Come on, he meowed. Let's catch up. Anxiety flashed through him. Had he been wrong about the Shadowclaw cats? Were they heading back into Thunderclan territory in spite of their promise to leave? He quickened his pace and Sandstorm ran silently at his heels. The noise of the Thunderpath hummed like sleepy bees in the distance. The Shadowclan cats seemed to be following a trail that ran parallel with the stinking stone path. Their scent led Fireheart and Sandstorm out of the cover of the forest ferns into a bare patch of ground. Just ahead, the Shadowclan cats that crossed the scent line that marked the border between the two territories and were ducking into a into a, cl- a clump of brambles, un- unaware of the th- unaware of their Thunderclan shadows. Sandstorm narrowed her eyes. Why are why are they going in there? Let's find out, Fire replied. He hurried forward, swallowing a prickle of fear as he crossed the scent line. The rumble of the Thunderpath had grown much louder, and his ears twitched uncomfortably at the br- bruising d- at the bruising den. The Thunderclan warriors picked their way through their through the barbed stems. Fire was painfully aware that they were on hostile territory now, but he had to make sure, be sure that the, that the Shadowclan cats were returning to their camp. By the sound of it, the Thunderpath was only a few fox links in front of them now. The scent of the sick cats were almost drowned by its fumes. Suddenly, the bramble ended, and Fireheart found himself stepping out into the filthy grass that edged the Thunderpath. Careful, he warned Sansom as she hopped out beside him. The hard gray path lay right in front of them, shimmering in the heat, and the ginger she-cat shrank as Monster Ward passed. Where are the Shadowclan cats? she asked. Fireheart stared across the Thunderpath, screwing his eyes up and flattening his ears as more monsters screamed past, their bitter wind dragging at his fur and whiskers. The sick cats were nowhere to be seen, but they couldn't possibly have crossed already. Look, Sandstorm hissed. She pointed with her nose. 
Byron followed her up wide-eyed stairs, stare along the dusty strip of grass. It was empty apart from a tiny flicker of movement, where the tip of Whitethroat's tail was disappearing into the ground. Underneath the stinking flat stone of the thunderpath, Byron's eyes grew round with disbelief. It was as if the thunderpath had opened its mouth and swallowed the Shadowland cat's hole. That's the end of um, chapter 8. Um, next week or Monday, since I have off, I might post again. Um, we'll read chapter 9. Bye.